I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Com. Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Thanks, Ricky. And checking your weather. Well, mostly cloudy today. Highs near 40. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Lows near 30 degrees. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain. Possible snow showers, too. Highs in the mid-40s. Thursday, mostly cloudy. Highs near 50. And Friday through Monday, partly cloudy with highs near 50 degrees. And right now, we have... 34 degrees at 12.06. You get the top stories every 30 minutes. Breaking news the second it happens. I'm Mary Ellen Geist. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM, 1160 AM, Utah's news, traffic, and weather station. Today, let me speak to the governor. Governor Gary Herbert spends one hour answering your questions. Call 801 575 8255. Live from the studios of KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City, it's Let Me Speak to the Governor. And welcome to Let Me Speak to the Governor, your opportunity to talk to Utah Governor Gary Herbert. All you have to do is call us at KSL Talk. Again, that's 575-8255. And if you would like to send us a text question, you can do that at 57500. And we'll try to get your question on the air with Governor Gary Herbert. And Governor, welcome. Well, welcome to you, Scott. Great to be with you. Thanks for uh, coming in. Uh, some very serious things going on in the world, of course, and you've already uh, been addressing this earlier today with Jay and Amy, and that's the question of uh, refugees in the wake of what's going on in the Middle East and Syria, and especially in the wake of what happened in Paris on Friday. Uh, a lot of governors are saying, we're not going to allow these refugees to come into our state. Now, I guess there's a question about whether or not they can actually do that or not. But you have been talking about what Utah will be doing. What what will Utah be doing in that regard? Well, first, I recognize that uh, we're nervous, we're scared, we're apprehensive, and we worry about what may be happening next. And certainly our best wishes, our condolences, our uh, concern for the people of France and Paris and that tragedy. We've lived through September 11th, so we have uh, certainly a great understanding of the challenge they're facing over there, and it causes pause. Uh, How does evil like this exist in the world? I mean, killing innocent people, children, and uh, it, it is just pure evil. I don't know if there's any other way to describe it. That being said, uh, when this has come out here in the last couple of days of, uh, of states saying, well, we're not going to take any more Syrian refugees, it's given me pause to say, uh, I don't think it's just the Syrian refugees we need to be concerned about. That certainly is one of them. But, but all countries, and we have access to this country in many different ways, tourism. You know, tourists come here. People have uh, green cards. People come here as illegal immigrants, not just the illegal immigrants. And and so there should be a concern for us of any entrance into the state where it, uh, that allows a terrorist 
to, in some kind of disguise, come to our country to commit harm. And uh, so I wanted to review what we're doing as a state to make sure that we don't just have hollow rhetoric, but we actually can do something about it. So I've called upon our public safety officers, uh, our National Guard, uh, to take a look at our uh, uh, practices and, and policies here to see if there's something we can do to make them better. But the main thrust is really at the federal government level. I think a lot of us are concerned that the, the president has been so casual about this, and and I think he needs to be less casual and more adamant about we're going to make sure that our policies on the federal level are adequate to screen people that come into our country. And again, it's not just Syrians. I mean, I, I look back at our history and I see that the, the World Trade Towers came down, Saudi Arabians, you know, which is a country that's supposedly our friend. I mean, the head of Iraq and, and Afghanistan, ISIS is headquartered there. So uh, Middle East, uh, a lot of different groups that are out there that for some reason don't like us. So to just concentrate only on Syria, I think, is a, is a mistake. We need to look at the broad picture here and see what can we do to make sure we're screening anybody that comes in our country appropriately so we don't let the terrorists come in. Now, I, uh, federal officials are saying that they vet these refugees over a long period of time, sometimes as much as a year. But, uh, in fact, uh, Utah Congressman Jason Chaffetz said some of the interview process is not very extensive. Are you confident that the federal government can handle this? I'm confident the, co- the federal government can do better and needs to do better. I think the vetting process not only takes a year, but most times takes probably closer to two years. I do know that they do background checks. Uh, they do fingerprints. They check for mental and physical health. But it's not enough. And, and the fact that we're not confident that the screening process, Mr. Comley, that testified before Congress, said if they haven't done anything wrong in their country, they don't show up on our database. And so there's clearly a need for us to improve our scrutiny and our screening process. Uh, We are going to work closely with our congressional delegation to make sure that there's pressure put on those agencies, whether that be the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, the CIA, uh, that they're doing their job appropriately. And then we backstop that as a state. And I think if we do that, we can we can get a a program in place that will give us comfort. I don't know that anything's going to be foolproof. And, And part of it is, you know, we have bad people in our own country. We've had people have defected and went to help, uh, you know, uh, ISIS and the terrorists over there that were Americans. Uh, we look at uh, Jihadi John, who is uh, the leader of ISIS. He's a British national. Uh, so, again, we need to look at every aspect and leave no stone unturned to find out where the bad guys hide and prevent them from having access into our country. I, I understand you actually met with some Syrian refugees. Is that correct? I've met with some refugees. I don't know if any were Syrian, Syrian that I met with. We only have 12 in our state. Uh, so uh, we don't have many. Two small families that came here about eight, nine months ago. They've been properly vetted. Uh, the, the, and we have no anticipation of any more coming in the near future. So we have time to kind of be methodical about this, think through the process and the policy, and, and improve where we can. Uh, we may have some other refugees maybe come in March or April. We don't know. That's what we've kind of anticipated. Uh, our refugee program has worked very well in Utah. And uh, having met with them, I mean, they're proud Utahns. They're proud Americans now. They've learned the language. They're trying to get skills to to be a positive contributor to our society. I've met with them. They're just happy to be here. And, of course, coming from really bad circumstances in other parts of the world, who wouldn't be happy to be in America and be in Utah? 
So uh, our, uh, um, yeah, Thurl Bailey, in fact, is our ambassador to our refugee program and is doing a wonderful job, and we have a refugee center. That being said, in light of what's taking place in France, we're reviewing all of our policies, and I'm saying it, we're looking at it in a broader way than what we hear uh, here nationally. It's not just the Syrians we need to be concerned about. It's a lot of other countries that harbor terrorists. In your position with the National Governors Association, what are you telling your fellow governors, and what are your fellow governors saying to the president at this well, point? Well, they're divided on it. Uh, again, some are willing to accept refugees. Just They just have said that we're going to take uh, Syrian refugees. And others are not, as you know, and, and some are like us are reviewing the situation and making sure that we have good policies in place to protect the public, which is, the, you know, the number one concern of a governor. And it really is the number one responsibility of government to protect our well-being and our safety and make sure our streets are safe and the bad guys are kept away. Um, my concern is that if one state accepts you know, refugees, all states accept them because you come in one port, you know, you have access to our entire country. And so we I don't want us to be naive about this thing. That's what I concern is we think this is a simple solution, a simple fix. And it's not. It's a lot more complicated than than what you hear in some of the rhetoric out there. So we're taking a broader view. We're looking at all entrances into Utah and working with our federal delegation to look at all ways that people come into our country and say, hey, we need to step it up and raise the bar when it comes to scrutiny and making sure that we're screening out the terrorists. And, of course, this is your opportunity to talk to Utah Governor Gary Herbert on Let Me Speak to the Governor. Of course, we'll be going back over this uh, topic, I'm sure. But let's go to our first caller on Let Me Speak to the Governor. Al is in Provo with a question for Governor Gary Herbert. Al? Well, good afternoon, Scott, and good afternoon, Governor. Good afternoon to you, Al. Welcome. Anyhow, Governor Herbert, I read a few days ago where you appoint a new director of heritage and arts for Utah history and everything, and I applaud you for that. My question is, uh, the article I read was a little bit vague. Do you hope that the new director will display more existing heritage items for public viewing or or concentrate on finding new collections or all of the above? Well, hopefully, Alice, an all-of-the-above approach. Uh, we have wonderful art here in our state. We have a wonderful culture, as probably people remember from their history books, when Brigham Young and those early pioneers came into this valley. Uh, the first thing they did was not build a church, not build a temple, but a performing arts center. And Brigham Young believed that by having arts in our lives, it would take away some of the coarseness and, and lift us up. Uh, kind of like our slogan of Utah today, Life Elevated. Uh, so Gay Cookson's her name. She's been very uh, appropriately vetted by a, a, a great committee we put together to search really throughout the state and throughout the nation to find somebody to come in and take on that responsibility. I don't know what their agenda will be. I'm sure she, she'll look to her committees and her advisors that are part of our uh, Heritage and Arts uh, uh, group to make sure we optimize the art opportunities we have here in the state of Utah and put what is appropriate on display and, and promote new artists to come and, and, and perform or with music or dance or with, uh, you know, uh, their easels and, and paintings. So, again, Utah is very uh, well represented, I think, now in our arts community, and I think people are going to really enjoy having Gay Cookson kind of be in charge now. Al, thanks so much for your call for Governor Gary Herbert. And, uh, Governor, a text question. Uh, we're going to put you on the spot right away here. Are you endorsing any Republican presidential candidates yet? 
You know, I'm not. I've not taken that step. I've had a number of that have talked to me about uh, helping them, and uh, we've got, uh, again, speaking as a partisan Republican governor now, uh, I think we have a good bench and good, qualified, capable people on the Republican side of the ledger. It's a little bit of a peculiar race this year with kind of the outsider having more traction than the insider. And maybe that's because of our frustration with the dysfunctionality of Washington, D.C., and the belief that maybe it's going to take some outsider to come in and clean house. Hence, I think the attraction for Donald Trump, uh, Carly Fiorina, uh, Ben Carson, uh, again, I think they all bring certain skill sets to the table. They all have, uh, you know, uh, I guess pros and cons of what they bring. Uh, I really like Marco Rubio as not a governor, but uh, somebody I think is very bright and uh, capable. I've met with him, and I think he's a, a wonderful talent. Uh, but we have a, a few governors that are hanging on there, John Kasich, Chris Christie, two of my good friends, and uh, Bobby Jindal's still hanging in there. He's in a lower tier. But uh, we've got some governors out there still trying to see. Uh, Jeb Bush, you know, has been a little surprised that he hasn't done as well. I've always thought he had a challenge because he's got the wrong last name. <laughs> if his name was uh, Jeb McKillicuddy, he probably would be doing very well. He was a great governor of Florida. And I'm a little partial to governors because they actually have had the experience of making things work. Yeah. And uh, But we'll see. I expect that we'll sort this out on the Republican side. I think we already know the, the outcome on the Democrat side. And uh, it'll be an exciting race this next year as we get into the campaign season. Once again, your opportunity to talk to the governor. You can call us at 575-8255. That's KSL Talk. And we'll be trying to get in your text questions as well. Let's go to Elaine now in Cottonwood with a question for the governor. Welcome, Elaine. Welcome. Good afternoon, Governor. How are you? Very fine, thanks. And how are you? I would like to express my appreciation to you for caring about our students in Utah and supporting public education. My question is, have you completed your education budget, and what ideas do you have to work with the legislators so they become better educated on the educational issues we have in Utah? Well, you know, I think the legislature does understand the significant importance of education. And I would say that this way, that it's the skills of the labor force that that the marketplace is demanding. Hence, we have more demand right now for science, technology, engineering, and math degrees, because that's what the marketplace wants, whether it's in our IT sector, whether it's in our life sciences, our health. You know, those areas of expertise are in high demand. We've put together a goal of 66 by 2020, meaning we want to have two-thirds of our adults go post high school. Uh, You cannot just get by with a high school diploma anymore. You need to have some education post high school. So we're encouraging our young people, whether it's technical training, uh, associate degrees or full degrees. And my number one budget priority has been education. And credit the legislature, they recognize that issue too, because they're the ones that ultimately have the final say about it. And so we're putting more money into education than ever has happened in our history. Uh, over the last four years, we've put in $1.326 billion of new money into education. Uh, is it enough? Uh, no, we probably need to put more resources in there, particularly to attract, co- to continue to attract the best and brightest into the classroom as teachers and to retain them. And the good news for all of us is uh, we need to pat our teachers on the back and those involved in education because the results are quite dramatically good. We're the lowest per pupil spending in the nation. Everybody knows that. But we're number 16 when it comes to math and eighth grade math. We're number 10 when it comes to reading and language arts. And we're number seven when it comes to science in the nation. 
So uh, we're, as the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has said, we get the best bang for the education dollar in Utah of any state in America today. Can we do better? Absolutely. We're going to continue to strive to become the best educated population in America. And I think we've got the, the wherewithal to do it. We've got good teachers, good principals, good superintendents, good school boards, good parents, and good students. All right, Elaine, thanks so much for your call on Let Me Speak to the Governor. Max in Stansbury and Natalie in Cotwood Heights, stay on the line. We'll get back to you on Let Me Speak to the Governor in just a moment. If you use tobacco, here's something you should know. Every 15 cigarettes you smoke will cause a genetic mutation. Some mutations will be so small you'll hardly notice them. Others you might notice, but your body will correct them. But here's the thing about genetic mutations. Every one of them causes a change in your body that wasn't supposed to happen. Big or little. Every 15 cigarettes you smoke, you're altering genes in your DNA. Every 15 cigarettes you smoke, you are changing the way your cells grow and behave. No one knows which mutation will be the mutation that your body can't correct. The mutation that keeps growing and changing other cells. There's a name for those kinds of mutations. Cancer. And every 15 cigarettes you smoke, you've got another chance of getting cancer. Don't risk it. The only good mutation is the one that never happens. Quit smoking today. Visit waytoquit.org for help. They tell me we need an air conditioning special. This time of year, it's going to have to be compelling. Who wants AC now? It'd be easier to sell ice cubes at the North Pole. Ice is cheaper this time of year, I could say. It'll keep your caribou fresh and tasty. AC is cheaper this time of year, too. Your ice will melt, but your AC will keep on cooling. With a new AC, you could dial in Anchorage on your thermostat. Not that you'd want to right now. I've got to make this compelling. Buy AC by Wednesday, and we'll throw in a free furnace plus an additional $500. Wait, wait, that's too compelling. Yeah, get the furnace free plus $500 towards buying the AC. Now it makes sense to get both. Yeah, get the furnace free plus $500 towards buying the AC. Call the Clean Cut Drug Tested Background Checked Experts at Whipple Service Champions at 444-FAST. Still your best choice since 1947. Call 801-444-FAST. For emergencies, when you call today, we come today. Whipple, they come. Air condition your home. Are you ready for some football? Come see KSL's own Doug Wright this Friday, November 20th at Macy's in Pleasant Grove from 3 to 6 p.m. and enter to win tickets to the BYU-Fresno State football game or a $50 Macy's gift card. You'll have multiple chances to win. And during the remote, Macy's smoked ribs, which will be freshly cooked in their very own barbecue box smoker, will be on sale. And Macy's Ultimate Tailgater Packs and Caramel Apples Made Easy Kits are on sale, too. Pick up a Macy's Ultimate Tailgater with all the snacks you need to watch the football game for only $9.99 or the Caramel Apples Made Easy Kit for only $7. So, come see KSL's own Doug Wright this Friday, November 20th at Macy's in Pleasant Grove from 3 to 6 p.m. and enter to win tickets to the BYU-Fresno State football game or a $50 Macy's gift card. Macy's. Happy shopping. What happens when you combine Black Friday with Utah Community Credit Union, the financial institution that inspires smart decisions? You get the smartest Black Friday event anywhere. UCCU's Black Friday Loan Sale is the unique opportunity to lock in the lowest rates of the year on auto loans, personal loans, home equity loans, mortgages, and more. Think of that, a Black Friday event that actually improves your finances. 
Just visit uccu.com forward slash Black Friday anytime between November 28th and December 5th and take full advantage of these once-a-year offers that will save you money all year, year after year. There are even special doorbusters that you'll only find online during UCCU's Black Friday and Cyber Monday event. It's all online, only at uccu.com forward slash Black Friday, and only from November 28th through December 5th. So don't miss it. The Black Friday Loan Sale, exclusively at Utah Community Credit Union. Inspiring smart decisions. Equal housing lender. NMLS number 407653. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and bad tweets can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. But what can you do? Reputation.com can protect your good name. Get a free consultation now at 800-800-4302. That's 800-800-4302. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis from Reputation.com right now. Call 800-800-4302. What's your question for Governor Herbert? Call 801-575-8255. This is Let Me Speak to the Governor. And welcome back to Let Me Speak to the Governor. I'm Scott Seeger along with Utah Governor Gary Herbert. We want to thank you for being part of Let Me Speak to the Governor today. And again, you can call in at 575-8255. That's KSL Talk. And uh, Governor, this is the uh, thing that's on most people's mind. Max from Stansbury uh, has a question about the refugee screening. Max, welcome to Let Me Speak to the Governor. Thank you very much. I appreciate taking the time to talk to me, Scott and Governor. Thank you. Um, My concern is... The, are, are we? I guess I was just listening to your, your previous comments, and it doesn't sound like you're competent in the federal government in the screening process. Um, most of us aren't competent in the federal government when it comes to just about anything. How can we be sure and be willing to gamble with our safety here and take in refugees that we really don't know anything about? I mean, this is it, for me. It seems as if it's more of a, a, a religion type issue. Uh, an Islamic issue. I'm sure, even with the screening, the 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 Boston Marathon brothers, the guys who were uh, responsible for the bombings. I'm sure if they did background screenings on those guys, they wouldn't find anything wrong either. Well, the the problem you've identified is how do you uh, identify evil in our society? Because it's not as easy as people like to make it to be. Because we have evil amongst ourselves as Americans. We have terrorist attacks, Americans upon Americans. We see the, the shootings on college campuses and movie theaters. We saw the Oklahoma City bombing with Timothy McVeigh. I mean, we have those kind of terrorist attacks that happen by our own people, on our own people. So it is a hard thing to do. My daughter was in the Boston Marathon when that bomb uh, went off. So it it was close to us personally as a family. Uh, The screening process, I don't have confidence in that that, uh, where it is right now based on what Mr. Comley said uh, over with the Homeland Security. And so we need to take a look at that. I call upon our congressional delegation and the president to review that process with the CIA, the FBI, and Homeland Security and improve it. 
Now, I guess the good news, if there's some good news, is that those the refugees that apply, only about 1% uh, really are approved. So the screening process does sift in a significant way with whatever background checks and fingerprinting that they do. The reason that we have anybody identified uh, as a potential Syrian uh, in the Paris bombings was because he had been fingerprinted. So there's uh, the, the there is at least an effort going on. I think right now we are just saying, wait a minute, as I heard Speaker Ryan say, let's push the pause button here and take a look and, and make sure we're doing everything we can uh, to screen terrorists out of entering into our country. My concern is that we're just focusing on Syria. I think we need to focus on anybody who comes into this country, uh, certainly from the Middle East, uh, whether it be Saudi Arabia, whether it be Iraq, uh, Afghanistan. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we can have bad people come from a lot of different countries, not just Syria, and where people come to our as immigrants, as illegal immigrants, uh, tourists. I mean, there's many gateways into our country, and so all of those gateways need to be looked at and see how are we screening? What are we doing to make sure that we don't, in fact, allow uh, uh, somebody to game our system because we're a welcoming people, we have compassion, and the concern we all have is our refugees, the terrorists, you know, taking advantage of our refugee program to commit evil acts. We will do everything we can to make sure that doesn't happen in Utah. And we're going to work with our federal delegation to make sure it doesn't happen at the federal level. That is their number one responsibility. That's the federal responsibility. And uh, we're going to encourage them to, in fact, heighten their screening processes and do a better job than what they're doing now. And if we if we don't get confidence in that, then we will, in fact, have to stop the refugee program and other things that are taking place here in our country if we don't have confidence that the federal government is doing the appropriate things necessary to protect us. Max, thanks so much for your question on Let Me Speak to the Governor, and we'll continue to take your calls. So if you're on the line right now, Natalie, uh, we'll get to you. Jonathan and Provo, we'll get to you as well. And we're going to take a brief pause for a news update here on KSL News Radio at 1230. It's 1230 in the KSL 24-hour newsroom. I'm Mary Ellen Geist. KSL's top story this hour. It is breaking news on KSL News Radio. That friendly soccer game between Germany and the Netherlands has been canceled. The stadium in Hanover, Germany evacuated due to what we've now learned is a bomb threat and a suspicious object found at that stadium. Announcements inside the stadium told people to go home in a calm manner, that there was nothing to fear. Chancellor Angela Merkel was supposed to attend this game. Police with machine guns are now surrounding the stadium and we'll bring you more details as soon as we get them. In other news, the Department of Homeland Security says no imminent threat to the United States, but security is heightened after those Paris attacks and a new video from ISIS is threatening a similar assault on Washington, D.C. ABC's Chief Justice Correspondent Pierre Thomas. On the heels of the massacre in Paris, this stark warning from the CIA director. I would anticipate that this is not the only operation that uh, ISIL has in the pipeline. I do believe that this is something that we're going to have to uh, deal with uh, for quite some time. A new video from ISIS seeming to confirm that, vowing to attack the nation's capital. As we struck France in the center of its abode in Paris, then we swear that we will strike America at its center in Washington. Law enforcement taking no chances. U.S. Park Police increasing their presence at iconic monuments. D.C. residents and tourists on edge. On D.C.'s metro system, more surveillance. The message to the public, if you see anything out of the ordinary, 
Call your local police. And Utah's governor says he hopes to have some action steps in the next week or so from his review of the refugee vetting process. The highest uh, responsibility and duty of a governor is public safety. Uh, the same thing would be said for the president, for the Congress. I mean, government's main role, it's not a partisan issue, is the public safety and welfare of the people. Governor Herbert says he feels confident in the refugee vetting process that has led thousands to Utah over the years, but it does now bear further review after what happened in Paris. Now, you can speak to the governor right now on KSL's special program. Let me speak to the governor until 1 p.m. And who's the new mayor of Salt Lake City? Well, we should know by 2 p.m. today. Stay tuned to KSL. We'll bring you all the latest. And your money at this moment on Wall Street at this hour. Computer's a bit slow. Bear with me. We are seeing that uh, it is an up day on Wall Street so far. And the Dow is now up 15 points. We'll give you more details on those stock markets coming up later. Coming up on KSL News Radio, chance of snow in the forecast. We'll check your KSL the forecast coming up next. KSL News Time, 1233. If you're a Salt Lake City area homeowner looking to refinance, you've probably heard that the race is on for smart people to get it done now. And the place to do it is Paramount Equity Mortgage. So what's the hurry? Why is everybody in a rush to refi? Well, the big dash to do at ASAP is to snatch up today's mind-blowing rates. All the way down as low as 3.25%, APR 3.330. Just one call right now could lock in huge savings for years. And you'll save even more because with Paramount Equity Mortgage, you'll never pay any lender fees for the whole life of the loan. Just think, by refinancing, you could eliminate debt from credit cards or other loans or possibly take cash out, maybe a lot of cash, to spend any way you like. But realize, as soon as rates rise, it's like the race is over. So don't miss out. Call Paramount Equity Mortgage. 250-4000-801-250-4000. Paramount Equity Mortgage, LLC. Rates are subject to change. Please call for additional cost information. Utah DRE, ML number 6967176, NMLS number 30336. I'm Tom Shane, on the air, finding out what guys are getting their ladies for Christmas. Matt, you're next. Hey, Tom. Tell us, Matt, what are you getting your wife this year? A brand new printer. Well, lucky for you, we've got Rachel on the other line. Hi, Tom. Oh, no. Rachel, Matt's planning on getting you a printer for Christmas. Matt, I don't want a printer. You want a printer. I want something special. But I thought that you would like... Matt, come to Shane Company for our biggest holiday collection of fine jewelry ever. We call it Toyland. My kind of toys. We have natural sapphire pendants and matching earrings starting at $175. The sapphires come in lots of colors and my favorite is blue. We also design modern diamond pendants and matching earrings in 14 karat gold from $450 to around $1,600. Shane Company has them. Shop our Toyland collection only at Shane Company and Shanko.com. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business. 2015 has been a breakout year for solar with many Utahns declaring their energy independence. Those who installed their solar system through the Intermountain Community Solar Initiative were able to save thousands. This innovative bulk purchase program brought to you by Intermountain Wind and Solar combines the buying power of the community to provide individuals with solar at prices that are usually only attainable by large commercial projects. The success of this bulk program has gotten the attention of the world's largest solar panel manufacturers who made aggressive bids to supply 
buy the last bulk order of the year. Solar World, the largest panel producer in the U.S., submitted the winning bid for their premium black-on-black panels. If you received a quote for solar in the past year from any installer, call IWS and get an updated quote. These panels have never been available at this kind of pricing. These panels are going fast. Call 801-298-5255 or visit imwindandsolar.com. That's imwindandsolar.com. Brought to you by Intermountain Wind and Solar. Traffic and weather together brought to you by your Utah Toyota dealers. Let's check in again with Ricky Meese in the KSL Traffic Center. Ricky? The final cleanup of an earlier accident in Draper. It's on the on-ramp to northbound I-15 at Bangor Highway over to the right. Also an accident again on an on-ramp to northbound I-15, this time in Murray. It's at 5300 south to the right. And then up north, we have an accident reported in Weber County northbound. This is Wall Avenue, 3600 south, right lane closed. Join renowned storyteller Michael McLean for a fresh new production of The Forgotten Carols this Christmas season in Ogden, Salt Lake, and Orem. Tickets are selling quickly. Reserve yours today at ForgottenCarols.com. Ricky Meese in the KSL. Traffic Center. Thanks, Ricky. And checking weather for today, mostly cloudy. Highs near 40. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Lows near 30. Wednesday, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain and possible snow showers with highs in the mid-40s. And right now, it is 35 degrees at 1237. You get the top stories every 30 minutes. Breaking news the second it happens. I'm Mary Ellen Geist. KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM, 1160 AM. Utah's news, traffic, and weather station. The governor answers your questions. Utah's most important issues on Let Me Speak to the Governor. And welcome back to Let Me Speak to the Governor. I'm Scott Seeger with Utah Governor Gary Herbert, and we are here to take your questions for the governor. So let's just dive right back into uh, our calls. Natalie in Cottonwood Heights, thanks so much for uh, holding on the line for so long, Natalie. Thank you. Governor, um, you raised taxes three times in 2015. Is this the most you've raised taxes in your two terms, and will you raise taxes again in 2016? Well, uh, I didn't quite get that second part. You said this is the most we've raised taxes. What was that? Um, no, the question was, uh, you raised taxes three times in 2015. Is this the most that you've raised taxes in your two terms, and will you raise taxes again in 2016? Well, I think it's the only time we've had taxes increase in other than the tobacco tax that the legislature put on once before. So let me just address that, because uh, the legislature raised taxes. I supported the policies. One had to do with equalization of education. So it was we had some uh, districts that were having more money and other school districts had less money. And so the equalization that was necessary could be caused, uh, called a tax increase, but it was to make sure that whether you're in Bluff, Utah, or Bountiful, Utah, that you have uh, access to a good quality education. And, of course, I think everybody, we know by polling, that people want to make sure that we have a good quality education would actually support a tax increase to do that, uh, to make sure that we have one. And we do, by the way. Secondly, we had a concern about ongoing costs for transportation. As you probably know, gasoline tax has not been increased in 18 years. And so what we've lost to inflation alone in the purchasing power of the gasoline tax was about 12 cents a gallon. So the legislature, in their wisdom, put together a program which increased it about five cents a gallon to at least help move towards a more equitable situation. Because not only have we lost purchasing power on uh, inflation, but we've lost it to more efficient automobiles who are uh, causing deterioration of roads and yet not paying the price through the gasoline tax to maintain them. 
uh, we were going to run about an eight to ten billion dollar shortfall over the next forty years without some kind of a readjustment of that uh, trajectory. And last but not least, everybody knows about Prop One, which was uh, the local government's been trying for a couple of years to have an opportunity to, in fact, have a local option voted on by the people in their respective communities. So that was a local decision to to have that. The legislature accommodated that local control, which I think is appropriate. Uh, I'm a bottom-up kind of a guy, not a top-down. Uh, that was coupled with UTA. It didn't work in some. It did work in others as far as the local option. But the people voted on that tax increase. So uh, what we ought to probably recognize is that Utah today is in the lower 10 of all the states of America when it comes to overall tax liability. We are a very competitive state when it comes to tax obligation, which is why Forbes magazine just named us, along with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and Polina Corporate and many others, the best place in America for business is Utah. And it's because we have very competitive tax rates. And thank you for your question, Natalie. Uh, you mentioned Proposition 1, Governor. Hal texted in a question about that. He says he's concerned that there are reports that UTA representatives and legislators are in Switzerland. And his question is, is that really worth their time and expense? Well, that's probably a question you need to ask the legislature uh, and those who participated because we were unaware of it. Uh, we found out through our GOED office, and they sent over one of our uh, people there to make sure that in the negotiation, because that's a responsibility of our Office of Economic Development and any kind of incentive program or policy to attract businesses to Utah is their responsibility. So I expect that what I've heard from some legislators, they thought it was a worthwhile trip. And I guess time will tell, and I don't know all the details about this. This is something that's just kind of come up here recently, and certainly we were never asked permission or involved in that discussion at all. Uh, we did send one from GoEd when that was found out to make sure that uh, the discussions were appropriate based on our statutes and uh, the programs we have at our economic development office. All right. And uh, Chad in Salt Lake City, we're uh, uh, talking about the issue that's on the minds of a lot of people. Chad, welcome to Let Me Speak to the Governor. Thanks, Scott. Um, Governor, uh, I, I just had a question. It just How can we house these refugees when we can't even house our homeless veterans here in the state who, who have proudly served our country? Well, clearly we have a concern with anybody who's homeless. And uh, Utah has been, again, the best state in America in reducing chronic homelessness. We've received awards for being the best state in, in getting people off the streets and individuals and families into housing. And not only do we get them a shelter and a roof over their head, but we also help them get training if they have substance abuse problems to get them clean, uh, put them into programs to help dry them out. Uh, again, it could be alcohol abuse, uh, drug abuse. Uh, we have some with mental health issues, and so we have mental health programs, which we're working with to, again, help those who are homeless out there, that uh, to give them a helping hand so they can help themselves and get back and to be productive members of society. And again, I'll just reemphasize that it's working better in Utah than any place in America today. It's a different program than our refugees. The, the refugee program is a federal program. Every state has a responsibility under the federal program to take a certain number uh, we've been taking probably uh, on two different shifts about four to 500 each time that uh, refugees come. And they come from all over the world, not just Syria. Uh, in fact, we've had only 12 have come from Syria. So that's really not been an issue for us here in Utah. 
uh, and we don't have really any more refugees coming in until probably March or April. And a lot depends on what happens with the program and the oversight responsibility where that will continue. But uh, these refugees come in. There's uh, people that help them. We have programs designed and paid for uh, with some of our tax dollars that are being uh, taxed by the federal government. So we get paid to help these people as part of the refugee program, as I mentioned, which is run by the federal government. We have a shared responsibility. And so uh, we're, it's not one versus the other. It's doing both. And uh, we're doing actually... Uh, very well in our refugee program, and we're the best in America when it comes to our homeless, uh, getting rid of chronic homelessness. Chad, thanks so much for your call, and if you want to talk to the governor, we still have time to take your question. It's 575-8255. Governor, uh, one of the texters is wondering, and we talked about this a little bit, is there any concern about increased security in what this texter says are gun-free zones, larger events like Festival of the Trees, and you mentioned you're going to actually meet on capital security coming up here. Yeah, we have already have had discussion, and it really predates the issue here with the uh, Paris attack. But we're concerned about terrorism of any form, and uh, the people are deranged and maybe mentally unstable. And so we're working with our own security people on protection of Capitol Hill. We have the upcoming legislative session. We want to make sure that that's a safe environment for our legislators and and our citizens to come and participate in that annual trek. Uh, So we're doing a few things. I'm reluctant to talk about what we're doing because uh, we don't want to tip off anybody out there that uh, may want to find a way around our security measures. Uh, We also work with local police and local sheriffs. Uh, There are uh, local issues that come up and maybe need some additional help and backup. And so we certainly are are collaborating with uh, police and and sheriff's offices at local issues and local events. Some of our troopers will be involved. Some of them work uh, off-duty as security officers. And uh, private events like Festival of the Trees, they can end up not only using the local uh, law enforcement personnel – and they're that jurisdiction, but also they can hire additional people. Uh, could be uh, uh, off-duty law enforcement officers or security personnel uh, to help beef up security. And I think they will make that decision based on what they perceive to be the need. But that's a private decision to be made. Uh, good news for all of us is, in spite of the challenges out there, we are in a very safe and secure state. Uh, uh, we have a lower crime rate than the national average. A number of our cities have been listed as the most safe cities in America. Our violent crime rates are significantly below the national average. Uh, so that's good. I mean, that's, we should feel good about that. That being said, every evil you can find in the world, you can find here in Utah. It's just in smaller proportion. Uh, again, we hope it would always stay small, if not eradicated entirely. But again, all of us need to be vigilant. If we see uh, suspicious behavior, call your local police department, your sheriff's office, uh, report it to the uh, the people that maybe can take some steps. And if you th- if you think suspicious, don't worry and wonder. Call. That's what they're there to do. And uh, if we keep an eye on each other and keep uh, keep uh, each other's back safe, we'll have a great uh, state. Uh, for low crime rates and a very great environment to live in. Changing the subject completely, uh, do you think you'll be calling a special session to deal with SB 54? That's from one of our texters. Uh, You know, Senate Bill 54 has some issues that need to be resolved. Uh, With the court decision, 
particularly when it comes to the not being able to have your signature, your petition signed by unaffiliated voters, it does create some logistical problems for people in uh, in the parties as far as getting the, the not, uh, enough uh, required signatures. And so that's probably something that I'll be talking with legislative leadership about fixing. I think that's a legitimate issue that needs to be addressed. Other parts of Senate Bill 54, though, uh, really need to be decided by the court. Uh, we end up having people arguing back and forth that are on the same team, and <laughs> and they just have different points of view and different opinions. So I think there's wisdom in going back to the court, asking for an expedited declaratory judgment so we understand with some certainty and clarity what SB 54 really does mean. And then those who are going to run for office will understand what the rules of the game are and, and so apply them to their own efforts. Uh-huh. Go so, ahead. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, so again, the answer is I'm going to talk to legislative leadership. There may be something in a special session. Clearly, we need to get this uh, discussion and decision from the courts. Speaking of special sessions and the legislature, do you anticipate calling a special session to deal with Medicaid expansion? I know you've just thrown this back in the legislature's court because uh, the, the compromises haven't worked out. But Yes. No, there is no reason to have a special session on Medicaid okay. expansion right now. Again, I think that uh, we've tried with our Healthy Utah, which we thought was a great uh, common sense approach, uh, hasn't passed the legislature. Uh, they've got some concerns and issues. I think that they'll come up with something. I, I'm optimistic. I'm, I'm the eternal optimist. I think that our legislature are great people, and they'll try to find ways to, to find a solution that they can support. may not be what I want, maybe not as robust as what I wanted to have happen. But I think they'll come up with something in the upcoming legislative session here in 2016. All right. And you're listening to Let Me Speak to the Governor, your opportunity to talk to Utah Governor Gary Herbert. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Recent reports show an alarming increase in the number of men who are suffering from ED or PE. ED is a condition that no man should have to accept. Dr. Michael Trumbley has been treating men with ED and PE successfully for more than 20 years. At Physicians ED Center, a great love life is just one office visit away, no matter what your age or medical history. If you have a prostate problem or diabetes, if Viagra and Cialis have let you down, the doctors at Physicians ED Center can help virtually any man with a custom blend of safe prescription medication. There's no surgery. And best of all, it's guaranteed to work on your first visit or it's free. Don't wait another minute. Call Physicians ED Center today. 801-900-5452. That's 801-900-5452. Appointments are filling fast. Call 801-900-5452. That's 801-900-5452. 801-900-5452. That's 801-900-5452. Looking for a place to host your family or business holiday party? Come to Pat's Barbecue. Because right now, if you book one of Pat's three-party spaces that accommodates 75 people, it's free. That's right. Free for Monday through Thursday bookings. Salt Lake Magazine awarded Pat's Barbecue Best Comfort Food. The City Weekly awards it Best Barbecue. And Pat, the owner, has achieved hundreds of accolades over the years, both locally and nationally. Book your holiday party or take Pat's to your celebration with his lips smacking barbecue in a box. Pat's has tasty choices for parties big and small. For information and order online, visit patsbbq.com. That's patsbbq.com. Don't forget to come by for lunch or dinner while you're out and about this holiday season to warm your belly with the best barbecue in Utah. Pat's Barbecue, 155 West, 2125 South in Salt Lake. 
It's in your face barbecue. When you want a brand new kitchen, there's nothing to it. There's a brand new way to do it. Three-day kitchen and bath. Susan Ayers recommends three-day kitchen and bath. If anybody is going to have their kitchen or bathroom remodeled, call three-day kitchen and bath, and you'll be completely sold on the idea of having it finished in three days with the best material available and the best crew possible. Susan, what did you think of the quality of three-day kitchen and bath? You could tell just by looking at his samples that they were high-quality cabinets. Perfectly finished, and the quality of the cabinet was superior. And were they on time? He gives you a start date and a finish date, and they come exactly on that time that they've decided upon, and it's done within three days. Oh, man, it's just been the best thing for me. It's about time. Three days or less. At Three Day Kitchen and Bath. Hi, this is Doug Wright. If you're in the market for a jumbo loan or if your current jumbo loan mortgage is above 4%, American Loans has lowered their jumbo rates to only 3 and 7 eighths percent fixed for a 30-year loan. Refinance or purchase a new home at only 3 and 7 eighths percent on a jumbo loan up to $2 million with only a 3 and APR. Jumbo loans are for homes over $417,000. American Loans always has the best conventional and FHA rates, but now they have jumbo loans at only 3 and 7 eighths percent for 30 years fixed. Give them a call at 1-800-NEW-RATE. 1-800-NEW-RATE. They'll also do jumbo loans up to 90% of the value of your home with no mortgage insurance. You only need 10% equity and no PMI. 3 and 7 eighths percent fixed for a jumbo loan to purchase or refinance. Call American Loans at 801-269-0900, 269-0900, or 1-800-NEW-RATE, 1-800-NEW-RATE. NMLS 2554-22. Reach out to Governor Herbert. Text 57500 or call him at 801-575-8255. It's Let Me Speak to the Governor. And welcome again to Let Me Speak to the Governor. And this has been such a big issue today, Governor. We are going to forego our uh, quick... Uh, round here and just uh, talk continue continue to talk about this issue with the refugees. Uh, uh, one texter saying, "Thank you for taking the high road on this situation. Do you think we will uh, see more because of our acceptance, uh, and other states do not?" Well, thank you for the comment or the compliment. I think we're taking the thoughtful road and making sure that we are not having hollow rhetoric. That we're actually going to do something that we can do. Uh, again, governors really can't stop refugees from coming. That's a federal responsibility. We talked about that earlier. That being said, we have a cap. We, we, we don't have to take any more refugees than we've already been taking. That's about 1,000 a year. So we're, we won't have to take any more refugees than that. Uh, that's by agreement with the federal government. So that shouldn't be a problem. Again, I think the issue really for me is we've got to have the federal government step up. There is just too much of a casualness with the president a lack of understanding of the seriousness of the nature. And so, again, we're going to continue to work with other governors. Uh, I'm going to be meeting with the Republican governors here in the next couple of days and talk about what should be done on the state level. We're going to send a letter to President Obama asking him to, to knuckle down with his agencies and see what they can do to, to give us some confidence that they're doing everything they can do. And that's all you can ask is do everything you can do. And, and they're not doing it. So I think there's some improvement there. And... Uh, and this is a serious issue, and again, our responsibility in government 
federal and state, is to ensure the safety of our people. We were just watching on CNN, the governor of Florida, saying there should be a pause. Do you agree with that? We should hold off on bringing any more over until we can be sure of the process? Yes, I do. And, And that's really what Speaker Ryan said. He used the same terminology I heard earlier today, and I'll be meeting with Speaker Ryan here in the next few weeks. But he said we need to take a pause and push the pause button. And until we are confident and and, uh, can be uh, ensured that we're doing everything we possibly can do to screen people coming in, not just Syrians. Again, that's that's the big mistake out here is just Syria. It would be all refugees and anybody who has access into our country to make sure that we're screening them to keep out the terrorists. Because terrorists are looking for some way to game the system and uh, use our compassion as a way, an inroad into the country to cause havoc. And we ought to do everything we can to prevent that from happening. To end on a different note, maybe uh, something a little more upbeat, should we get rid of daylight savings time, Governor? <laughs> One of our texters wants to know. You know, it's an ongoing debate. It's uh, We always debate the weather and religion, and so maybe daylight savings is part of that. <laughs> I actually like daylight savings standpoint. I, I like it in the summertime when it's, uh, it's, uh, it stays lighter in the evening. Yeah. So maybe having it stay on daylight savings all year round so we don't have to change, that's maybe one I could get behind. All right. Governor Gary Herbert, thanks so much for being with us. Uh, Quickly, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to have you back on in December before the holidays. Any message to your fellow Utahns for the holiday season? Sure. I hope we can come back. And uh, I always enjoy the the, uh, comments from our listeners. But uh, we come into Thanksgiving and Christmas. We are such a blessed people here in Utah. And I hope we take the opportunity to motivate ourselves to share our, our successes with others who are less fortunate Give thanks in, in your own way. Uh, believers, non-believers, we are blessed people. And the opportunity for us to celebrate the holiday season, whether it's Diwali, whether it's Hanukkah, whether it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, take an opportunity to help those who need a helping hand, and you'll feel very good about yourself. Governor, as always, thanks for being here, and thanks for uh, your candor. Thank you. What's better than all pumpkin everything? Everything you need on GoFone from AT&T. For 40 bucks a month after a $5 auto refill discount, you get unlimited talk, text, and data usage with the first 1.5 gigabytes at high speed. So you can post pumpkin lattes, stream pumpkin parties, share sweet nothings over pumpkin stuffing. Okay, maybe I went a little too far, but it's unlimited, so you can too. Go to the closest AT&T store and ask for a GoPhone for $40 a month after a $5 auto refill discount with no annual contract and no credit check. Plus, get unlimited talk, text, and data usage with the first 1.5 gigabytes at high speed. AT&T, mobilizing your world. First payment is $45. $5 discount applied to monthly rate plan charge upon enrollment and auto refill. After first 1.5 gigabytes, get data speeds up to 128 kilobytes per second. Additional charges and restrictions apply. See store for details. Every day, we go about our lives driven by routine. Our vision clouded by the very normalcy we take for granted. Countless victims of human trafficking walk among us, invisible. It's time to open our eyes. The Blue Campaign provides a unified voice for those who combat human trafficking, whether it's forced labor, domestic servitude, or the sex trade. Learn what you can do to help by visiting dhs.gov slash blue campaign. 
Chicago's fastest source for breaking news. Streaming live on your phone with iHeartRadio. Tune in and the app for KSL. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Utah's news, traffic, and weather station. For our newsroom, I'm Cleon Wall. KSL's top local story this hour, two nonprofit groups are suing in federal court to overturn a two-year-old state law they say won't let them protect their donors' personal information in violation of the First Amendment. 